Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Uh, we're, we're on location today at uh, Deseret Wellness, episode 26, Tim. Oh, wow. Is what we're on. Okay, that's, if you were, if we had done this every single week, that's half a year. It is. Yeah. That's half a year's worth of episodes. Congratulations, Chris. I, they, they, you have not kicked me out. No, I, I'm in half a year's worth of. Me. I've been having a blast with this. Man. I have and, to. And Utah in the weeds. It's, uh, it's a fun podcast. And being able to come uh, to check out the pharmacies slash dispensaries for, for those uh, that know them as that. Uh, we have Jeremy Summerix. He is the marketing president here at Deseret Wellness. Thank you for coming on the podcast uh, with us today as we kind of pick your brain, find out about your pharmacy here and find out what's been going on uh, with that. Where should we start with him, Tim? I mean, should we I don't start- know. I mean, you're a Utah native, right? I am. Yeah. Born and yeah. raised in American Fork. Oh, wow. So did you choose to work here in Provo or did that just happen? I chose to come back to Utah for this. So uh, after I graduated high school at American Fork, I went to Southern Utah University and then career in retail took me all over the country. For the last couple of years, I've been in the cannabis industry working for a, a national retailer mm-hmm. company by the name of MedMen. I was with them for a couple of years. Oh yeah. Is that part of the tables in the dispensary? So I... Uh, it's no, it's not intentional. It's just fortuitous that way. So, okay. So for people who didn't understand what I just said, so as you walk into the dispensary here, it is a great space, really clean, very clean, uh, maple white. And you walk in and there are five tables, uh, big stand up tables. And that's similar to way, the way the very men- similar. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, when, when I was with that company, we were compared to Apple uh-huh. And we've had such comparisons here as well. Not intentional, but it does, it flows really, really nicely. Um, so with them for a couple of years, and then this group reached out to me about an opportunity to come be a part of Deseret Wellness. And and I'll be honest with you guys that I couldn't pass up an opportunity to bring this to Utah, right? I, having been in cannabis for the last two years, Utah was not on my radar. I didn't think that we were going to be able to make this happen as quickly as it did. So for me to be able to come home and bring this to the patients in Utah, was, I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Where, where were you living? I was based in Florida. Oh, Florida. Working okay. for MedMen based in LA. So I was literally all over the country. Okay. From New oh, York wow. to Florida to California and everywhere in between that we had licenses. But Who did we have? We had a doctor from Florida actually on this yeah, podcast, Melanie, believe Melanie it or not. Melanie Bone. She's from uh, uh, West Palm Beach. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, she does. She's a cannabis specialist and a hormone specialist. Deals with huh. a lot of... The mix between cannabis and hormone therapy. She's re- yeah, she's really interesting. I was yeah. uh, no, sure. just Florida, small world, right? Yeah. Small world, small world. Four hundred thousand uh, card holders in Florida. Right? Yeah, that it's blown up. Yeah, really, really quickly. It's a great market, but I mean, I, I think if you look at the data, Utah is starting almost as quickly as Florida did out of the gate. Now we don't obviously don't have the same population. No, we're at three million plus. They're at twelve million. Yeah. Um, we were doing some comparison after that podcast, and we would need a hundred thousand um, card to, holders to have the same type to have of the same type of penetration. Yeah, right? that makes sense. Did you have anything to do with picking the location down here in Utah County? No. So I, I was explaining to Tim earlier. Um, you know, Utah State did a, a lottery of sorts. Yeah. So we were granted the license here in Provo, and then Park City will open either later this year or the beginning of January. I started after we had secured this space. And I'll be honest with you, my initial impressions weren't great, but what we've kind of figured out over time is that it's truly accessible. I was telling Tim, we're actually going to be able to put up a 35 foot green cross 
pole sign right out here on the north end of the, or excuse me, on the west end of the building that will be visible coming from north or south on I-15. We're literally right off the center street exit here in yeah. Provo. It's a great location. So, I, mean, I was just curious if there was any pushback is what I was wondering more mm-hmm. like, because uh, my brother has a, a vape shop, right, in, mm-hmm. in uh, Utah County, and he mm-hmm. had such a hard time opening that up. And right. that's a vape shop. I, I couldn't no, imagine how hard a cannabis place oh, was. So we were limited in our options. Yeah. I, I know for a fact that there were maybe two places that would have worked. But as long as we stayed within those parameters, the city's actually been very, very accommodating. The Utah County Commissioner has been fantastic to work with. Really? He was, yeah, he was thrilled to have us. That's awesome. So, Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, so you're outside of Provo, um, like you're... Are, are you considered in central Provo here yeah, this because is. everything's west? Or do we deal with Provo north and south? Well, we're right off of Center Street here, like you know. said. Isn't it Center Street that we got off? Yeah, this, yeah, it's literally the Center Street exit. But but it's an interesting question the way you pose that. The majority of the population would be east, east of, of here. East of the freeway, right? Yeah. So, okay, that's, but, that's but I guess, as far as north-south, this is literally centered. Right. But population-wise, we you could say we're on the west side of Provo. Got it. And this is a big cannabis there are more legal cannabis utah uh utah county patients. yeah utah Dis- county patients disproportionately totally agree disproportionately. significantly more here in utah county than any it's other almost part like of the 30 percent more 25 so it's more. of the current ten thousand or so actual card holders 44 percent are in utah county oh my God. why any idea why do we have any you know idea? listen there we've had some conversations about it and there are some theories out there i i think the most common theory is that in general, unless you have to generalize, right? Yes. Utah County residents are very law-abiding, straightforward, etc. Yes. So I would guess that the illicit market is weaker here in Utah County. I was the just interest level is probably this. the same. Yeah. But they're going to follow the guidelines more so than maybe a more liberal county like Salt Lake that is going to be a little bit more flexible in how they get their product. Got it. Again, so this theory. Is, I mean, it makes uh, a valid point. You know what? It's a valid point. I thought, you know, if you were going to be in Salt Lake, you're more likely to one, have a letter and not a card. Two, more likely to buy it off the black market or mm-hmm. travel out of state because mm-hmm. because of those things. So, yes, it'll be interesting come January when everybody has yeah. to convert to see where the numbers. Um, Agreed, but out, in the right? meantime, we're not gonna we're not gonna fight it. We love the fact that no Utah County patients want it. Absolutely. And, and it seems like you're getting a steady trickle of patients coming in. I mean, people know yeah. you're here. People are visiting. Yeah. Yeah. We Listen, we're not disappointed. People have been able to find us. And, and despite some of the hurdles, you know, operating within the state, operating a new business, quite frankly, we've been pleasantly surprised with how quickly we've been able to, to increase our patient count. But we're also thrilled that it hasn't been so crazy that we can't truly take care of them. We haven't reached a point yet of critical mass where... Or turning people away, or the waits are incredibly long. Uh, a first-time patient in our dispensary can come in, get registered with us, walk in. We don't require pre-registration, and within ten minutes they can get their product. Okay, so you hit on a point. You don't require any pre-registration now. Correct. Do you think so? A patient can can get their letter now, right? They could come see me, for example, and they could they could drive right down here. So letter they could bring that so letter. So letters are a little more difficult. I don't okay. want to overpromise on the letters. Letter. The challenge with letters is if we're if we have the bandwidth in the moment, we're happy to make the phone call to verify the letter. Okay. Per state mandate, we have to verify a letter, right? 
when they when a patient shows up with their patient le- patient recommendation letter, if we're able to, we're happy to make that phone call. If we're able to verify it in the moment, then yes, by all means, we'll take care of somebody. There are times when I don't have the bandwidth to make that phone call or we're not able to get a hold of the QMP. It's a Tuesday at 6 p.m. or it's a Saturday. And in those cases, it's actually better for letter holders to pre-register. I see. Because we can, over the course of two or three business days, we can get everything verified. We'll reach back out to the patient to let them know that they've been pre-registered. And now there's no wait. They just come right in. Got it. Card holders, no pre-registration necessary. They can walk right in and we'll we'll take care of them. Perfect. And card holders in general, with all of the, the legal cannabis users in Utah, you're going to primarily need to be servicing card holders because- Yes. There's there's 6,000 or so letters that you don't have access to because they're pre-registered with a different dispenser. Tied to another pharmacy currently. Right. Correct. Right. The only frustrations that we've had from patients up to this point is that sometimes they don't fully understand the letter process. They come in thinking that they can go to any pharmacy. But again, per state regulations, if they have purchased medicine at any other pharmacy with their letter, they cannot purchase anywhere else. Sure. Okay. Talk to us about Deseret Wellness. What type of company is this? Um, like, are you, do you have a grow license with them? Like some of the other uh, no, we're We're strictly a retail license. We don't have a grow. So we're not vertically integrated. We will sell whatever products are out on the market, the licensed growers and processors. You know, we like to consider ourselves homegrown. I mean, I, I, I grew up down the road. Almost all of our employees are from right here in Utah County. And so we want to be that local neighborhood partner, right? We're a member of the Utah Chamber of Commerce. We want to be, we want to be the, the friendly neighbor pharmacy. How long have you guys been open? We haven't talked about it because it's been a few weeks we now, open, right? We opened August 31st. August 31st. So what is that? Three and a half weeks, four okay. weeks? I know. I remember trying to get a hold of you and, uh, <laughs> and like a week later he responds. He's like, Oh, yep. Sorry. Yeah. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah. I'm it was, sure it, was a, it crazy. was a whirlwind. And at the time when we were talking a little bit about this before the, the department of health and had, uh, previously there had been some discrepancy between what patients were registered to purchase and what they were uh, being allowed to purchase in different pharmacies across the state. And this was because of some software issues and some questions between the letter and the card program. It's That's my understanding. But the day you opened, the state decided, hey, we're going to enforce this rule. So not only did you have to open, but yeah, deal with that. It was definitely a curveball we didn't expect. Um, ultimately, the, the issue was is that in order to verify the things the state is requiring that we verify, it has to be done by a pharmacist. So we hadn't planned to schedule multiple pharmacists to be able to be constantly verifying every single patient's dosing parameters. So yeah, it, the first couple of days were a little challenging because we didn't expect that, but we were able to adjust and we reacted and, and now it's a non-issue. Um, we're still working with the state to kind of streamline that process because ultimately the patients pay for that, and not monetarily, but in their time. It's another step that slows down the process before they can purchase their, mm-hmm. their product. So we're still working with the state uh, and all the other pharmacies, quite frankly, we're, we're all kind of holding hands trying to navigate that curveball. but the timing was a little challenging. Yeah, I bet. Did you, did you open later or earlier than you expected here? Depends on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know for us and the patients that we see, you were, you were way late. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the, the, the residents here in Utah County would say we were really late. Based on our original projections, we were almost exactly on. I think I, I think we opened a week later than what I had hoped to open. So Earlier than some, though. I mean, yeah. there's still a lot. Oh, there's I mean, so many. Many, And you've got we... Park City. Okay, so many... I'm really excited well, about oh, Park City. Oh, yeah. Let's. I was just curious how many uh, pharmacy dispensaries we have open now. Six. In, in, oh, my six gosh. I should in, know. In Utah. Six. Yeah. There's a total okay. of six right now. Yeah. That's that's great. I mean. And there's nobody south of you. Correct. Right? So let's be clear well, about the... I mean, well, <laughs> yes. Mesquite. you got to yeah. go all the way to Mesquite to have a legal dispensary. Correct. And you got to illegally bring it across state line. <laughs> so, um... Okay, so this is the southernmost dispensary in the state of Utah, and anybody in uh, anybody in eastern Utah, certainly closer than anywhere else. Yeah, a Utah pharmacy. Yeah. Do you have any ideas about your your competitor down in Payson and when they're going to open? No, I actually haven't heard anything. I we I, haven't and I don't even want to speculate. I I have no idea what the plan is. Um, and same with St. George. I don't have an update on that one. Right. Yeah, so, that's uh, yeah. We that, literally are the furthest south and right off five fifteen, so I can't complain. No, and you're going to have home delivery. Is no, this cur- curbs- curbside. curbside? Curbside. So yes, we're just about ready to launch curbside and in-store pickup for patients that have been registered and purchased with us before. And then when the state is ready to kind of finalize the regulations on home delivery, we would definitely like to have that service as well. I'm excited for home delivery. That's I think. Be- I think particularly Utah County. I mean, I'm totally stereotyping here. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, but I, I'm like, oh, this walk around like the corner. Don't, don't, you know, right? you, know, but, you, you know, know, I mean, home delivery, it I will be interesting in Utah to see. in general, Utah in home general, delivery is going to be a, a big thing. I think it's, I think home delivery will be big in different markets for different reasons. I think it will be big in Utah County for certain reasons. I think our home delivery in Park City will be bigger than Utah County for very, very oh, different, yeah, different reasons. reasons up in Park City. Why, why would it be, what Park City, what would it be? Up because there? you can afford it. Oh, true. true yeah. True. And then on top of it, our, our space, what we were able to acquire in Park City is much smaller and not as convenient off a of freeway, et cetera. It, it's great in proximity to downtown, okay. but it's a basement location. Parking is limited. So I think that patients in and around Park City will be incredibly grateful for delivery. So how does that work in Utah then? So did you have to get two licenses then for two locations? Is that kind of how it works? Or are you allowed to open as many locations as you want with it's each license? two licenses. Or? So I think there's what, three of us that were granted two licenses for okay. two locations and everybody else got one. And there's no more. I mean, there's, there's, uh, like I can't decide. It's I want capped. to open up a real retail spot. You it's know capped. I, mean? I, I think, and listen, I respect this. They want to make sure that the program works well, they, they don't were, want to get it. Oregon is saturated, for example, with with oh, I agree with you. product and dispensaries. Yeah, right? I agree with you. So I, we're it makes the strategy makes sense. They want oh. to see that we can do this the right way. They were deliberate in where they allowed those licenses to go, so they can we can take care of majority of the population. If it goes well, like we all hope that it does, then then I think they'll open up the licenses a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. But in the meantime. I think it makes a ton of sense. Make it profitable and successful yeah, is it, for is it, everybody. Is it viable? Is yeah. it safe? All those questions that residents have, right? Yeah. Listen, we're thrilled to be able to prove that this is viable and sure. that it's going to work. Sure. So we'll be patient. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Tell us about the Park City. I mean, you were you were about ready to jump in on the Park City. No, location. the Park City. I'm just really excited about because that's uh, it's just a different. I think it'll be a different feel up yeah. there. Right? Yeah, You're, we're 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 equally as excited about Park City as we were Provo, but again for very different reasons. Right. You've you have really landed on two of the most different uh, markets. Yeah. 
I think that you could get, right? From a marketing perspective or or a patient service perspective, they are really as as different as you yeah. could get. Yeah. Hopefully we've found a model that's, you know, scalable. Um, but yeah, the Park City market will be very, very different. And we're we're thrilled to be able to be there. Um, it'll feel more like a downtown type vibe, smaller. It'll be busier, I think. And even if it's not more patients, just the fact that it's a smaller area, it'll feel busier. Um, and there's just a certain vibe in Park City, right? You think mm-hmm. about the seasonality up there and the Sundance Film Festival and all the all the cool things that happen. I think the ebb and flow of our patient traffic will be very different in Park City. Sure. When is the estimated date of opening? We're really pushing to open by the end of the year, but it's possible that it rolls over into early January. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, let's, um, there's something that I think we haven't talked about on the podcast, Chris, and that's the the rule for out-of-towners, people who come into Utah, and Park City is going oh. to be a, a, a big place for this, where people come in, they have a card from out of state, or they have a condition that's a qualifying condition here in Utah, yeah. but they're going to be here for a vacation. Some skiing. Right, yeah. some skiing, especially in Park City, where there's going to be a lots of recreation happening. And the department hasn't, the law will allow out-of-staters to get a card here. Not so much reciprocity, but um, but but allow them to have like a twenty-one day card. So wait, 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 back up there. Don't don't skim over that. So people listening, so you can get a. So if I was living in yes. California, I had a medical cannabis card in California. I could come here and get a card for. You 21? can come here and you can get a temporary card. Okay. From a provider, the rule though. Okay, the law is in. The that is legal. The problem is the rule has not been established. Yeah, they don't with have the, the parameters on how we have to navigate that mm. yet. Um. So are you guys working with the, once that rule is in place, this is like Park City. I'm sure this is a big piece of your, of, going to be a big piece of your clientele, right? Absolutely. Is this something you're having to work with the Department of Health on? As a brand, yes. So we we have a partner, uh, a lobbyist that works very directly with the state, trying to figure out how we can pin down those regulations. Yeah. Got it. Do they have any idea when they'll have that in place? I don't. I don't know that. Interesting. Yeah, we've been so we've lot, been trying to follow this in the background yeah. too at utahmarijuana.org because we we'll get a lot of web traffic and and we'll we we do have people every week they ask mm. I'm from out of town I'm going to be living here for the summer have a job but I don't have a Utah license. When you were saying 21 days, I wonder if that's 21 consecutive days or what if they come 21 days in January oh, and then they come t- another 21 days in June yeah, and then know. they come another 21 days in Now September. one thing to clarify is that you don't have to have a Utah ID, driver's license, et cetera, to get a patient le- patient recommendation letter or card. Right here. You just have to prove residency. Correct. Okay. Through, Do you, how many? Through you, you would only have to, like through Tim, if you would. If so it's actually, we verify that you're who you say you are. Yeah. Um, the state requires that we verify your ID, but that's only to verify you as you, right? You as, you know, Chris Hallfield, sure, you're sure. you, yeah. whatever ID you have. If you go to the state, the Department of Technology Services that has to verify you, and they require two utility bills, or oh. they have a list online um, that they that Correct. they require. So, Do you see a lot of patients like that? More than I expected. So it was something that we had to just double check and make sure that we were being consistent on. But if somebody has an out of state license, does it definitely doesn't disqualify them? So I think about dual residency that gives mm-hmm. people some options. So you could get a card for both states then, really? I'm not going to go on record to say that, but I am saying that if you have residency in Utah and don't have a state 
ID, you can still qualify. Okay. Okay. Uh, fair yeah. enough. I mean, I, you know, so people listening, cause that's the problem. And I, I know a lot of people even listen to this podcast to get information because there's no information out there. No. And the, and the rules are so technical. How? Oh. I feel like, I mean, I think part of that is just because it's a new system mm-hmm. and anywhere those rules are going to be a new system where you have a controlled substance and you're allowing access. So the government wants to make sure that it's safe. Frankly, we want to make sure it's safe. Of course. Yeah. Well, you know, I agree with that. But then on top of that, it's Utah. Yeah. Right. Which there's definitely an extra layer of careful, which uh-huh. I, you know, I can respect. And quite frankly, there are a lot of people involved in making the rules that don't have experience in the industry. So that's going to inherently mean it. sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes us helping to educate them, hopefully. Sure. Hopefully we get some of them listening to the podcast. Have we talked about their product supply, their product selection? I know like in Salt Lake, the big thing was, oh, and there's no flour. Nobody has any flour. But I mean, what's your, I mean, you had a pretty good selection in there I saw on your shelf. I don't yeah. know what it looks like on yeah, a continual ba- basis. Yeah. So I'm, honestly, we, we can't complain. We haven't had any product issues. Our okay. partners, our growers, the, the processors have been great working with us. So We've run out of some strains here and there, but we've mm-hmm. never had an issue where we don't have a, a category to offer. The only category that's been approved that we haven't yet been able to sell is concentrates um, because so few processors are actually making concentrates. So have you, we, ever, have you even had any concentrates we have We've not carried concentrates yeah. yet. Okay. From what I understand, there's only one processor making it and it was in limited quantities. So yeah, there was some, right, there was some hash, uh, yeah. hash rosin or something exactly. like that. Right? Um, but flour, we've there was had only in like a hundred units made. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I think that there's some pre-order availability, but we just need to work with our partners mm. on that. But in regards to flour, we haven't run out of, of flour in general, just a, a strain here and there. Some of the more popular strains go quickly, like you'd expect. Sure. Um, vapes, we have depth and breadth of assortment. We have balms, we have oral spray tinctures. If I'm, if I'm speaking openly, the things that I would love to be able to offer our patients, nobody yet is producing gel caps, capsules. So mm-hmm. we'd like to be able to have those. Did available. you see those a lot in uh, different markets? It, yeah. So having operated in different States, the, those are very popular in some of the medicinal markets, New York in general. Yeah. Capsules, capsules. are very popular. I know those are, I know they're coming. Right. Yeah. Like I know some of the processors myself personally who are really working hard on getting yeah. nano emulsified capsules. Yeah. Um, and, and my patients, frankly, they really want them because yeah. we need dose control. Correct. Dose, dose control and more expectant time of relief, right? You can rely mm-hmm. on capsules more than some of these other intake methods that are a little bit more subjective and inconsistent. Yeah. I, I mean, ultimately if we could get concentrates for our patients the, and the capsules. I, I feel like we have a really good offering. And is all your uh, product online, right? So people can place their order online. So we and- post a limited menu. Okay. Well, so let me back up a step because I think it's important to note this. We have a landing page currently. Our fully okay. operational website will launch in the next few weeks. When we do that, we'll have a more robust menu okay. online. For the time being, we have a limited menu online. It's a one-sheeter. And the reason that we do that is from a patient experience – the worst thing in the world is saying that you have a product available, right. they come in and you've sold out of it in the meantime. Well, and that's what happened at 
dispensaries in Salt Lake. And so that's kind of what I was trying to even clear up for some listeners. Like, Hey, maybe it'll be worth it to drive to, cause I mean, we had patients from Salt Lake driving to Ogden. So it's like, why wouldn't they drive? Oh know, yeah. Sure. I mean, Plumbo I know gonna patients be better. that have seen me in Mill Creek and yeah. drove and driven to Logan Yeah, Logan. yeah. Exactly. because they were, they were the only place with flour yeah. Yeah. in the state. So very deliberately, we post a limited menu so that we can guarantee to patients, if you go on and you see an item on the menu right now, it's available. Sure. And we update it literally every day. Very cool. Oh, that's really cool. Where would you like to go with it? I mean, where do you see yourself in five years with the cannabis industry? I mean, how big do you want to get in the industry personally? I mean, do you want to get into growing and stuff? Do you have any big goals, dreams, or 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 is it kind of all tucked away in the back of your head? That's right a fair now? question. I Listen, I haven't had a chance to take a deep breath to think about five years. I'm trying to plan five months. Yeah, I right? know. Especially right now, I 2020 is like, oh yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, I mean, just in general, I mean, where do you, I mean, yeah. you obviously love the industry. I do. Right? Listen, I'm, I was in specialty retail for 15 years. I worked at some, some really big brands like Michael Kors, uh, Levi's and to be able to be in an, in a, an industry where you can legitimately change somebody's life with the product that you sell was, was life changing for me. Right. So yeah, I, I will be in this industry indefinitely, you know, Deseret wellness is very specifically catered to Utah. So I, I don't expect that Deseret wellness does something outside of the state. Me personally, yeah, I would love to be able to be involved in bringing the, the product to other markets maybe that are coming up. I don't want to try to play in Colorado. I don't want to try to play in Oregon. Right. You know, but you think about the Montanas, you think about Texas at some point, maybe they'll get their stuff together. So I, I would love to be involved in, in kind of bringing this to, to mm. newer markets, but Deseret Wellness as a brand is, is specifically tied to Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, and that's what I figure, you know, it's just always interesting. Like even me, I mean, like I have goals, like I'd love to learn how to, you know, grow some plants and I love know, how and to I do, think you know, grow is a piece uh, of the law. They make, you know, get into baking. So, you know, some personal goal. I just, sure, you know, sure. if there was anything like that, yeah. that you, you know, you were interested in learning about, but. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm kind of learning my next step. Yeah. So having been at big corporate brands and being responsible for stores across the country and now scaling back and being responsible for an entire brand on a much smaller scale is a very different learning curve for me. So I'm not trying to skirt Yo, your question. No, 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 I get it. I'm it's, living yeah. my next right yeah. now. I, <laughs> I get it, man. I get yeah. it. I, yeah, I get it. That's awesome. What do you do for fun now that you're back home? Yeah, right. So we lived in Florida for the last seven, last seven years. Um, so I was, I was playing a lot of golf out there. Here, I'll get back into snowboarding. I grew up skiing, snowboarding. I taught mm-hmm. snowboarding at Brian Head when I was at school. So oh, did you? I'll get back into that a lot more. Um, and then I still love to play golf. You were mentioning uh, when we were talking about like states and stuff, I, I ask this to a lot of people. I don't know if everybody, but I'm always curious when people predict federally it will be mm-hmm, illegal. Mm-hmm. I think I have a little bit different view than some. I think it'll take much longer than we expect. And, and the reason that I say that is, for those of your listeners that are familiar with 280E, it's a federal tax regulation. And the way that it affects people in the cannabis industry is this. Federally recognized business entities get to write off certain expenses, right? So you have your profit margins, and then from there, you get to write off payroll, rent, etc. Anybody that operates in the cannabis space doesn't get those exceptions, 280E says that we have to pay the same taxes that every other business pays and we get zero relief. It also affects the cannabis industry when it comes to things like COVID relief. 
You're not going to find any cannabis business that got any type of a loan or help from the government during that process. The reason I think that affects legality over time is federal government's making a lot of money on these businesses paying taxes and not getting the discounts because of 280E. What's the incentive to legalize it? Oh, wow. This is just See, throwing that, me yeah. for a loop. I, I have never had anybody bring that up on the no, podcast. So. But your perspective is, yeah, it's, uh, I've, I do think that it's going to take a little longer than some people we've talked to recently, but uh, for totally different reasons. Some of that being that it is difficult to regulate. Yeah. And, and when you legalize something, then you're going to get more regulation. So the reason that I say that from a financial perspective is that tends to be the argument that we all use in favor of legalizing it, right? right. So big pharma is still going to fight you know, the legalization or the rescheduling. You're going to have other businesses that, are, that fight it, et cetera. And then the, the point of regulation and research and all the components that come with taking a schedule one and, and legalizing it, right? We, ha- we have to understand it. But the argument that financially they would be able to tax it and make a lot of money doesn't fly because they're already taxing it and making a lot of money. And they would actually, wow. in theory, make less off of those of us that are already operating. Got it. Because so, you, you said you lived in California before here, right? So you I ha- have lived in California. Yeah, so you but, kind yeah. of experienced a little bit of yeah. the recreational legalness of California. Yeah, so of MedMen California. is based yeah. in LA. We had 13 stores in California alone. So I'm very familiar with- I mean, with- California makes it work. Why couldn't the United States? So Colorado there is a huge yeah. illicit market in California. Okay. Huge. Like 10 to 1, and listen, don't quote me on that number, but I think last I heard like 10 to 1 dispensaries- are illegal to legal in California. In California, so somebody like like let's pretend this dispensary here, they would just open this up. Oh and yeah, they, they open would... and they look legit. Really? Yeah, but they're illegal, not paying taxes. That's the one I must have gone to. <laughs> <laughs> so, in in order to fight that, California has started to give you a QR code that you post on your front door yeah. that patients, customers can scan to verify if you're a true licensed dispensary in the state. It's just because there's so many dispensaries that they can't crack down on all of them. They don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. Wow. And why wouldn't somebody want to get a license in California? It's expensive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's expensive. And now you're regulated. Correct. Now you're paying taxes and 280E. Gosh, man, this is crazy. Will we ever get out of this mess with this stuff? Yeah. Or what? So I mean, listen, I don't, I don't want to be super negative. <laughs> no, it, no, 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 I know, it will I know. Happen. But to be fair, it's it's it, it's hard to know when where, where do you begin? Where does it start? Like, let's get the ball rolling. Yeah. Let's get some legalities. Let's get. I mean, Utah, we're, we made the first step. Never Correct. in a million years would I have expected I agree this. With you. I mean, I was just thinking the only way out would be to move away. And and Chris, to your point, I, I guess the reason that I say that about the financial side of it is I think we all should recognize that we're making a ton of progress and we're making it really, really quickly. Yeah, the ultimate goal is to have it legalized at a federal level. But in the meantime, we should be thrilled that we have what we do and we'll operate within those parameters. Yeah. I just don't want anybody holding their breath. I My gut says, and this is Jeremy speaking on behalf of Jeremy, I think it's going to take longer than we think. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it it probably will. I mean, there was there was probably a time 10, 15 years ago I thought it was going to be legal, and here we are, 2020, and it's still not. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, legal. I remember '96 when California legalized it, and I thought, oh, here it comes. It's just going to be a tidal <laughs> yeah, wave. Yeah. Right. Yeah, tidal yeah, wave moved a little quite. north, but that's <laughs> yes. about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Uh, well, this well, is cool. awesome. Anything else you want to talk to him about or should we wrap this episode up? I we mean, should... I think we talked about the basics here at Deseret Wellness, unless there's anything else that you wanted to bring up while no, we had you on the We're microphone. just so excited to finally be able to be here for the, the patients of Utah County. And, and, you know, you alluded to this, this environment being clean. I, <clears throat> it's really important to us that, that our patients feel really comfortable. We tried to find a balance between recognizing that this is medicine, but not reminding people that they're sick. Right. So Mm, very good point. When you walk in the front door, we're hoping that people feel really kind of warm and welcome, but yet clean and, you know, it's, it's hospitable. So hopefully we've accomplished that. And what's your address here? I don't even think we mentioned We're at 222 North Draper Lane. Okay. Honestly, the, the easiest way to remember is that we're right off the center street exit in Provo towards the mountain. Yeah. Can't miss, yep, us you and, can't miss us. And the nice next couple of weeks, we'll have building. a 35 foot green cross pole sign right out front. You won't be able to miss us even That's if you awesome. wanted. And where's your website? It's deseret-wellness.com. And I know you're on Instagram too and Facebook Correct. Yeah. And, and all of that too. Yeah. People can Absolutely. connect on there and uh, come on down. I mean, you guys are here every, every day except Sunday. I Correct. Imagine. We're open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 7 currently. 11 to 7. Yeah. Very it's cool. a really nice place. There was, there has been, uh, since we've been here, Chris, there's been just a, just a decent trickle of patients yeah, I mean, that have come more, through. More there's not, in. I mean, it's, it's definitely wild. not been crowded. Yeah. Um, there's been plenty of space for everybody yeah. to come. People aren't going to have to wait, but they're also not going to feel like they're the only person in this really, right. you know, weird environment that it's, it's a really good flow right now. It's a really good vibe. We're happy to take care of everybody. And you guys take hyper too. We do. Yeah, which is great. I love it. Hyper is right? great. So that's, that's good for people to know too. So, and how can people get a hold of you, Tim? Well, for me, it's uh, utahmarijuana.org. You can chat with us online, call us. Uh, you know, if you have a letter, I just, I'm going to remind everybody for the rest of the year, if you have a letter, uh, a patient recommendation letter, and you need to convert to a card, you're having any trouble at all, no matter who your QMP is, whether it's us or not, give us a call or chat us up online um, and we'll help you. You know, and Tim, I just want to say to that, as a, as a pharmacy here in, in Utah County, we appreciate that service. For your listeners that are letter holders, it's worth the effort to go get your card. Yeah. Because as great as the the letter process was in theory, it limits you a little bit. Yeah, so absolutely. So call Tim, call his group, go get your card. It's worth it. Get your card and stop stressing about it. Once yeah. you get it, you got it. Yeah, You're you good got to it go. forever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we will help you not expire. And we'll teach your QMP how to <laughs> how to do the dosing and delivery. <laughs> Thank and, you for that. <laughs> and, and you could check out my other podcast, I Am Salt Lake Podcast, IamSaltLake.com. A uh, new episode up every week there. And uh, we got some good people. We just chatted. Have you ever had BGR Burgers in Sugar House? Either one of Dude, you guys no. by chance. Um, we, we just chatted with the owner of BGR that. BGR Burgers? BGR, yeah. Okay. In, in Sugar House. Really tasty burgers. Uh, but yeah, that's who we chatted with last time. So on that note, thank you again, Jeremy, for coming. Come down to Deseret Wellness. Come get some product. Check these guys out. Support them. And go check out utahmarijuana.org. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Be Tim. safe out there, everyone.